Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right now we're going to head out to the SDCCU uh, fan hotline. Always a pleasure to welcome this gentleman to our uh, program. Eric Williams, who covers the San Diego, or the LA Chargers. Uh, for uh, ESPN.com. Eric, I, I can't I can't get that out of my mind that they're no longer the San Diego Chargers. San Diego certainly sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. Hey, i got to bring you on, and i I got to send out my condolences to you a little bit. Your Mariners are kind of on a, a real skid right now. Yeah, they're struggling a little bit, although they're over 500, and certainly a lot of fans in Seattle didn't expect them to be where they're at right now but yeah there's they're scuffing a little bit but uh uh they're still fun to watch right now they're almost like a softball team with how many home runs are hitting yeah there's no question about that i just thought i'd rib you a little bit about that ball club <laughs> uh the, the the friars got him a couple times last week here in in san diego i want to talk about tom telesco and what he uh, was able to get done uh in the nfl draft uh, this past week uh, uh first round pick 28th overall defensive tackle uh jerry tillery 67295 out of notre dame what i read on him uh tremendous athlete uh just a very inconsistent player in his college career what do you know yeah i, I think you're right i mean i think that's the reason why he was still there at 28 because you look at the measurables and the production he had eight sacks and then he had four sacks against Stanford, you think maybe he would have went a little bit higher. But you're right. The take was inconsistent. He also has a labrum injury that he had surgery on in March, so he's injured. Um, and then some. when I talk to people around the league, question his passion for the game. He's a guy that has a lot of outside interest uh, outside of football. You know, he's, he studied Japanese. He's been abroad. Um, he's an economic major, which is unusual for a football player. Um, but those are the kind of uh, – people that Notre Dame attracts. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits into the locker room. And again, is he going to be a guy that's going to be a consistent uh, player for the Chargers? They certainly need a person like that, a guy that can push the pocket and help you know guys like Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram consistently uh, get to the quarterback. Um, but Tom Telesco said that was the only first-round grade that they had on the guy when they, when they picked at 28. And and he fills, I think, their their most obvious need, which was uh, a defensive lineman, a defensive tackle. Who they got covered back now with everything that's gone on during the offseason? Who do they have yeah. at that defensive tackle spot? Yeah, they only had three guys there currently heading into the draft. Brandon Meebane and Justin Jones would be their starters. Meebane at, at nose, Justin at three-tech on early downs. And then T.Y. McGill is another guy that plays nose behind Meebane. Um, Isaac Rochelle is a defensive end on early downs, but can push inside and rush from the interior on, in obvious passing situations. But they still need to add more depth there. They did draft a guy uh, out of Cincinnati in the seventh round that can play defensive tackle. But I think uh, first, second week of May, you're going to see them maybe add another defensive lineman or two uh, to kind of beef up that group. We're joined by uh, Eric Williams from ESPN.com, joining us on the SDCCU uh, fan hotline. I got to 
tell you, I did not have this guy necessarily on my draft board, the uh, young safety out of Delaware, Nasir Adderley. Uh, but when I read up on him, uh sounds like they got a pretty good young player here. Yeah, to me, that was the signature pick for this year's draft. The Chargers really haven't had a guy that could run sideline to sideline as a free safety since Weddle left in free agency a couple years ago. And as you know, Gus Bradley's defense, they need an Earl Thomas back there to kind of erase mistakes because they play so much cover one, cover three when they're playing single safety. Um, Jaleel died, filled that role last year, but he was really playing out of position. He's more of a strong safety than a free safety. Uh, so they're able to get a guy in the second round that, that has the measurables, that has that explosiveness in terms of his athleticism, and is a ball hawk that's going to go out there and get the ball. And he's also a pretty good tackler, too. He'll come up and hit you. Um, so for, for them to be able to get him at 60, they didn't trade up to get him. They, they were patient and waited. Um, I think it's going to change the way that defense looks. And I think this defense really has a chance to be special when you look at all three levels of the defense. They have Pro Bowl players, obviously – Joey Bosa and Ingram, defensive line. In the middle, Thomas Davis, you add from the Panthers. And then I think Denzel Perryman is a Pro Bowl player if he can stay healthy. And then the back end, you have um, Derwin James and, and Casey Hayward. If, if that defense can stay healthy, I think they have a chance to be special. Third round, uh, the offensive tackle out of Sioux Falls, 6'6", 309, uh, Trey Pipkins. Yeah. Seemed like that may have been a little bit of a reach with him. It looks like yeah. he's more of a project guy for me. No, I think that's fair, Coach. And, and Telesco said one of the reasons they chose him there is because they felt like they wouldn't get him at the end of the fourth, that somebody would have plucked him before they he, uh, they got down to picking. So they went ahead and took him in the third. He is a project. You know, he's a guy that he only had a scholarship, one scholarship coming to high school, and that was to Sioux Falls, a Division two school. Uh, interesting story. He was 5'11", as junior in high school. Huh. He grew six inches huh. over three months and got to 6'6". And, Coach, as you know, when you grow that quickly in that short of a time frame, you, there can be some awkwardness in trying to get used <laughs> to being a different height. And so he was a, guy, a tight end in high school. They moved him to, to offensive tackle um, in college. And, and this guy that's just kind of continued to get better. And he has all the measurables that they're looking for in a, in a tackle. Long levers, 6'6", 310, the dancing bare feet so he can get out there and kick step and, and – and, and has the athleticism to keep up with talented defensive ends, but he's going to have to obviously have a, a steep learning curve to try to get up to speed. Um, a guy that maybe doesn't see the field this year, but down the road, you know, particularly with Russell Okun, you know, probably uh, moving on the next year or two, they're going to need to figure out a plan to replace somebody like that. Eric Williams from ESPN.com. Uh, we're uh, taking a look at the uh, Charger draft. Uh, he's joining us on the SDCCU fan hotline. In the fourth round, they went back uh, to Notre Dame once again and got an inside linebacker, Drew's, uh, or Drew uh, Tranquil, 6'2", 234. Uh, this guy, uh, it seems like this guy is a real football player, a real student of the game. Yeah, a guy that came in as a safety, pretty good athlete, ended up uh, moving up, uh, bulking up and moving to linebacker. Uh, he can play all three linebacker positions for them. Uh, but I think mainly you're going to see that this is a guy that's going to come in and play special teams, you know, particularly with, with uh, Kyle Emanuel retiring. Uh, they need to have somebody come in and, and kind of fill that role as a core special teams player, but also a possibility of a guy working into your lineup um, uh, as a linebacker. Two-year captain at Notre Dame. Uh, and, you know, the, the Chargers like those golden domers, you know. They, they take Tillery <laughs> in the first, 
they got Isaac on, on, on you know, a, a couple of years ago. Uh, obviously, Manti a couple of years ago. They seem to, to, to go to that well quite often when you talk about bringing in guys from Notre Dame. Eric, uh, in the fifth round, they took the quarterback out of North Dakota State, uh, Easton Stick. And is this the the guy they're looking at right now? Is possibly the heir apparent to uh, Philip Rivers, or or is this a guy just coming in to compete uh, with Cardell Jones during training yeah. camp? Yeah, I, I think it's just a guy to come in and, and compete with Cardell for that number three spot and push him. See if uh, they can figure that that number three spot out in terms of just having a developmental guy on the roster. They really like his uh, poise, his leadership, and his athleticism. He ran four six two. That's pretty fast for a quarterback. Um, was forty nine and three with the Bison. That's impressive. Uh, replaced Carson Wentz, so he had some pretty big shoes to fill at North Dakota State, and, and seemed to handle himself pretty well. Um, so yeah, just kind of take a flyer on a guy. You know, the Chargers have drafted a quarterback since two thousand thirteen, Brad Sorensen, in the seventh round. Uh, he's no longer in the league. Um, but I think it's just kind of taking a flyer on a guy, trying to get that quarterback room, you know, a little better. They have Tyrod Taylor. He's the backup. They paid him pretty good money, two years, $11 million. And Tyrod's still pretty young, you know, 29 years old. Uh, with the way that the quarterbacks continue to play into their 30s, you know, Tyrod's probably going to be around for a while as well. Eric, uh, in the sixth round, they took a really interesting guy for me. I don't know where this guy fits in. He should fit in on special teams because I know he played uh, very well early in his career uh, at the University of Houston in that area. Uh, But this outside linebacker, Amike Egbule, a pretty interesting athlete. Yeah, 6'2", 245, run and chase linebacker. He'll be an auto in, in their scheme, which is basically Sam outside backer. I think he can play some some defensive end, too, because he has some pass rush ability, um, and he kind of uh, tracks as a guy that could play that role as a Leo defensive end behind Ingram. Um, I think you're right. This guy's probably going to help you in teams because of his athleticism. Um, but he played with a pretty talented player at Houston, Ed Oliver, um, and was able to get one-on-ones and take advantage of that because you know people were paying so much attention to Oliver inside. Um, so he's a guy that maybe has a chance to, 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 to latch on as a back-end roster guy if he can play special teams. If not, he'll probably be a practice squad guy. And, Eric, uh, finally, the defensive tackle they took in the seventh round, uh, Cortez Broughton, 6'2", 293 out of Cincinnati. Little undersized, I think, to play inside in the NFL. Yeah, but that's the kind of guy that, that Gus likes in his system. You know, guys that can move around a little bit. Damian Square is kind of a perfect example of that. You know, Damian would play anywhere from close to 300 and maybe drop down to 280 if they wanted to move him outside to play uh, defensive end. He actually started at defensive end when Bosa was hurt. And so it just gives him some flexibility. He has some some pass rush ability, ability to push the pocket. Um, They want their guys in the middle to really get upfield and be disruptive and not play as much two-gap. So I think he kind of fits some of the things they're looking for in a defense tackle. And again, you know, maybe he's a guy that can either earn it back into the roster spot because they have such a lack of depth at defensive tackle or be a practice squad guy. Okay, I'm not going to ask you how the Chargers looked at their draft because uh, all teams uh, figure they had, oh, they got exactly what they wanted. It's like in recruiting. There's not a school in America that had a bad uh, <laughs> signing date for recruits. But from what the Chargers needed to do in this draft, what needs they needed to address, do you feel that they uh, they addressed them? I think for the most part, you know, I'd probably give them a B, B minus because they did a good job of kind of just sticking where they at. They didn't feel like they needed to move up to get a particular guy. 
They filled their needs for the most part. Um, I think the one thing that they need to do that maybe they didn't do the draft is is add more depth to the offensive line. Um, I think, you know, at times uh, they struggled, particularly when you look at Sam Tevy at right tackle, Dan Feeney at, at left guard. Those guys need to continue to improve and get better. I think the Chargers are banking on another year in the system and another year of reps for those guys, uh, for both of those guys to improve. You're going to have four slamp that's going to be competing for a job along that offensive line, whether it's right guard or left guard. I don't know where he slots in right now. They're going to, you know, have training camp to figure that part out. But I do think they need to continue to add talent there because they have guys that are getting a little longer than two. You look at Russell Okun, Mike Pouncey, and Phillip needs to be protected, particularly from, from pass rush in his face because Phillip's not a guy that obviously is going to get out of the pocket and make plays. Um, so I think they need to continue to address that. Maybe they look to add somebody in free agency that can help them. All right, Eric. Hey, great job. Appreciate the time. And uh, that's exactly what I gave them uh, earlier when I was looking at the draft, a B, B minus. Uh, as always, my friend, thanks so much for the time today. Sure. No problem. Thanks for having me, Coach. I appreciate it. There you go. Eric Williams from ESPN.com uh, joining us on the SDCCU uh, Fan Hotline. You can nominate SDCCU Best Credit Union in the Union Tribune Reader's Poll daily at SDCCU.com slash nominate. San Diego County Credit Union. It's not big bank banking. It's better. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.